got a job as a paralegal in Boston and I wanted to become a civil rights lawyer like my uh-huh. grandfather mm-hmm. and like from like the first few weeks of being a paralegal I was like oh no <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is not gonna work out well for me I had been listening to podcasts when I was doing my work actually so much that I got reprimanded for it I was making a podcast the way that I recorded was taking like my duvet and wrapping it completely over myself and using a field recorder and just just smothering myself underneath Mm -hmm. this this duvet this is the pena show with special guest podcaster alex kappelman This is the Pena Show, where it's all about helping you live a healthier, happier, and more meaningful life. This is your host, Juan. And I'm Stephanie. So we have an exciting announcement. That's right. So since our last episode, uh, we are delighted to let you know that we finally had the baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Her name's Luna Marisol Ramona Pena. That's right. And... You know, some folks will notice it's a little long. It's a little long. <laughs> Luna means moon. Marisol is sea and sun. And we gave Ramona at the last minute because she was born on the day that my grandmother would have turned 100 years old. So we thought that would be a really nice tribute to Abuela Ramona. <laughs> so here is Luna. Yeah. She's a cutie pie. What's been the most challenging thing for you? The biggest challenge in being a new mom is the sleep. Or mm. lack thereof. <laughs> um, it's hard not getting a good night's sleep for an extended amount of time. But yeah. the truth is that it's worth every second. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think for me, the, the challenging part is hearing her cry. Mm. Yeah, it's like you feel a sense of like panic when she's it's crying. Terrible, like, yeah. what's going on? What's wrong? And everything. And you want to fix it as yeah. soon as possible. <laughs> so. But she's, she's great. She's... Um, been getting to know her more and more and she has her own little personality that's right she sure does (laughs) you'll get to know her more in season two hopefully so on today's show we've got consultant and award-winning podcaster alex kappelman alex is going to be talking about his journey to podcasting he'll be telling us about his hit uh series pitch and he will also be sharing some tips for other aspiring podcasters. One of the things that was really exciting about this episode is he talks about a new show he's launching too called The Decision. And you'll get to know a little bit more about this show in the interview. Great. So should we get into it? Let's do it. All right. Say a little bit about your business yep, and what yep. you do. Got it. Yeah. I help brands figure out their audio strategy. Brands come to me and they mm-hmm. say, I want to start a podcast. We want to start a podcast. How do we how do we make this happen? What's the best way of doing it? Who should we partner with? Mm-hmm. How does it even work? Mm-hmm. And I kind of give them a rundown of like what the industry is like and what makes a good show, how to translate their brand uh, objectives into mm-hmm. a podcast. Any advice for us or other people who are, are starting uh, yeah, podcasting? Starting yeah. When I first started, the hardest thing was um, was just starting it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it seemed like pretty impossible. You mm-hmm. had to have like 
gear. You had to have a good podcast idea. You had to, I don't know, just just scary. And mm-hmm. it, it took me a really long time to actually go and, and launch my own thing. Um, so my recommendation is just like go on Facebook and say, hey, I'm launching a podcast in three months. Um, <laughs> and then all you know, you'll get like you know 75 likes or whatever it is. And then, um, and then you have seventy-five people who are holding you accountable, mm-hmm. so that in three months, if you don't have a show out, like they're going to be like, "Hey, whatever happened to that show?" And you're <laughs> right, going to be right. really like, "Oh yeah." It's a good idea putting in the accountability measures yeah. along the way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you can mm-hmm. get in your head and like every story I've ever done, I at some point I'm like, "This is terrible. I'm so bad at this. Like, what do I do?" And then there's a point where I'm like, oh, wait a second, I'm actually good at this, and this is fun, like, nice. awesome. Nice. Um, so that's, I mean, that's that's one thing that I, I tell a lot of people who are thinking about making shows, making podcasts. As our listeners know, we are huge fans of Brick. They've basically, um, they've, they've, I feel like they've raised us in this world of, of the unknown, um, and we count on them, we depend on them a lot for their resources and for our, our own stuff, but I'm wondering, in your work, and your consulting work, and you mentioned somebody very close to you also works here, like, what are some resources that are available, like Brick, for instance, that are um, either no cost or low cost that, like, folks could potentially tap into if they're, um, you know, wanting to explore starting a podcast or something like that? Yeah, definitely. So there's a lot of free resources out there. Um, I am particularly fond of transom.org, T-R-A-N-S-O-M.org. They have just a ridiculous amount of resources that are all free for starting and, you know, starting a podcast, developing your skills. Mm. Um, It's just, it's like a cornucopia of amazing knowledge. Mm. Um, So transom is great. Air, the Association of Independence in Radio, is mm-hmm. a great um, uh, a great starting point as well. They have like a, a, a really great list serve. I'm full disclosure. I'm on the board of. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's fine, yeah. So, but I like it. It's a great organization, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they also have resources as well for for new producers. There's a book called Out on the Wire mm-hmm. um, by a woman named Jessica Abel. She is a um, a graphic novelist, uh, mm-hmm. and she spent like months and months like embedded with shows like This American Life and Planet Money and Radiolab, those kind of narrative shows, Mm -hmm. really dug deep into their process. And it's just a a really great resource that I actually use it as my textbook. Okay, um, wonderful. Yeah, Mm -hmm. at NYU. Um, So those are like three really good starting points. Excellent. Oh, you know what? One more. A podcast called How Sound. How sound? How sound? It's okay. from transom.org. Oh, okay. Um, All right. It's really great. Yes. Nice, nice. So you you teach at NYU. You want to say a little bit about that? Yeah. yeah. So I, I teach in the master's program at NYU in the journalism school at the Alfred L. Carter Institute for Journalism. I, I I'm I'm told that I have to always say that, but I it's it always is a tongue twister. Mm-hmm. I teach essentially you know intro to radio journalism. Actually, next year I'll be teaching like audio too. So I get to work with really smart, really good, like adult students mm-hmm. who uh, who are really driven. I have a student right now who worked worked a f- you know a job for 52 hours last week in addition wow. to going to wow. school. Amazing. You know, it's because she wants to be here, mm-hmm. you know, and like like I, I think that's awesome. You know, I taught for a while and one of the things I found actually, I don't know if you find this is uh, I taught mental health courses, but um is that it actually teaching is a very good way to learn too. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like it definitely. It reinforces things and you really, mm-hmm. you have to be much more thoughtful about what you're doing. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, like I, and I find myself trying to, 
get as many resources as possible and like the reinforcement thing is so real Mm -hmm. and you know one of the things that I do is is edit a lot of scripts and a lot of stories and so you know when you're editing 12 stories a semester um, and you're you know constantly editing like it's nice like it helps reinforce it makes me better for sure and also it's like nice because you know, as you're teaching, you're like, oh, yeah, I do know, I, I, know, I know a lot about this subject. I'm actually pretty good at this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. That's wonderful. Uh, how is it that you ended up? <laughs> your, in journey, the, in yeah. your journey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Went to college, graduated, and had no idea what to do. Did some organizing for a little bit. Um, I volunteered at the ACLU. I kind of ran out of options and was like, well, I guess I'll just go to law school. Why not? <laughs> so, That's what everyone else does in the family. <laughs> exactly. So I took the LSAT, got a job as a paralegal in Boston, and I wanted to become a civil rights lawyer like my uh-huh. grandfather. Mm-hmm. And like, from like the first few weeks of being a paralegal, I was like, oh no, <laughs> this, is, this is not gonna work out well for me. I had been listening to podcasts when I was doing my work, actually so much that I got reprimanded for it. Mm. <laughs> um, also, I should I should mention that I was making a podcast for the music blog. So I was like, I writing see. like okay. reviews and like interviewing people and, and the podcast was interviewing mm-hmm. like indie musicians. Um, it's it's not good. Spoiler <laughs> alert! Don't go don't go to look for it. It's still on the internet, but please don't go find it. <laughs> no, no worries. Yeah. If you listen to Ira Glass's like first interview, oh, yeah. it's like oh my yeah. god. So no worries. Yeah, um, he did a nice thing about that. Where he was talking about like it was an encouraging thing for people yeah. starting. He said, "Look how bad I was when In I the just beginning, started." Yeah. So where yeah. we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've all yeah. been there. Eventually, I was like, "Oh, this is I I gotta do it." Yeah. I eventually quit that job and just spoke to a lot of people and I, I kind of networked my way into a an internship at WNYC. You started this podcast pitch. What were some of the challenges when you started that? I mean, did you have a studio or how, how did that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, having a studio was a challenge because I did not have one. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that I recorded was taking like my duvet and wrapping it completely over myself and using a field recorder and just, just smothering myself underneath mm-hmm. this this duvet and like it's you know it's a duvet it's it's hot so like and I do this you know it's it's not in winter necessarily it's in right, summer right. it's in no air conditioning um so I mean that's a challenge right just sweating trying to record narration or doing an interview I like your creativity though I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought you know of it's that. It, it's a I can't take credit for it it's uh, kind, it's kind of a thing yeah, oh it is okay you know a lot of people record in closets the closet thing yeah. I've heard of the closet thing I've yeah. heard of oh yeah the blanket thing is a big thing too uh, okay yeah. <laughs> yeah so I mean so that was one challenge like not mm-hmm. having the resources but the type of show that I do you know a lot of the times you're doing interviews in the field so you're going to people's offices or you can do it over the phone so I can do it under my duvet cover right, right. in my underwear mm-hmm. you know without <laughs> yes. my interview you know right, right. sweating <laughs> um, but not having a platform was also kind of a challenge mm-hmm. um, you know I didn't have anyone kind of launching anything for me so getting traction was difficult but by our second season we had gotten placement on another show so another show ran one of our stories that kind of boosted nice. us and then we had um, someone who we kind of knew um, in the radio world talk about our show on you know their popular show, and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. eventually we started um, some kind traction. of getting some traction, nice. and serial yeah. happened, and we got more traction and some press. So it was kind of like being at the right place, right time, uh, getting lucky. So I wonder if you could tell uh, folks who aren't familiar with your podcast a little bit about it. My show is called Pitch. Um, it's kind of like a This American Life or Radio Lab. 
kind of long form type of show and it's about music it's not curation it's not like talking about all the coolest new bands um i listen to a bunch of those shows and they're great we kind of talk about i guess like social issues when it comes to music so for Mm. example right now i just finished an episode about a middle school in south philadelphia that kind of has like a school of rock type story where Mm. it's like a low-income neighborhood they didn't have a music teacher for like 20 years wow and then this music teacher comes in changes the program you know like i mean really starts the program and then goes you know they get kind of well known and the kids all get really into it and Everything is kind of hunky-dory. However, South Philly is gentrifying fairly rapidly, Mm -hmm. and a lot of families are gentrifiers, mostly white, Mm -hmm. uh, are starting to buy houses in this specific school district because the school has a really good music program. Wow. So it's like the tension between like serving an underserved population, and Mm -hmm. then once you do that, you start to serve like... An overserved population mm-hmm. and pushing you're pushing out like low-income families. So what's what do you I don't know I like we're exploring that tension. Is, yeah. yeah, so stuff stories like that. Oh, that's so awesome. interesting So you, you interview the parents and kids from both sides. We interviewed the teacher We interviewed a bunch of the kids we interviewed um, a, a few parents um, a few gentr- gentrifier parents a story like that, for instance, how how does it come about? How do you pick it? Do, do they come to you? Do, are you? do you have like a research team or? We don't have a research team. <laughs> yeah, my team is my team is pretty small. Yeah. Um, it's me and a co-host, and we both produce stuff. We have different ways of thinking of ideas. With this specific story, we knew we wanted to do something about music education. Music mm-hmm. education is always on our minds. We just reached out to a ton of different education reporters. I, I think I maybe had like twenty phone calls with education reporters asking them to pitch me stories and kind of mm-hmm. going through what mm. what you know the type of stuff that we want and eventually I got to this one guy named Avi Wolfman Arendt uh, who's a reporter for WHYY which is the NPR station in Philadelphia and he was like oh you know I kind of have this other the story about a school um they have this music program that's kind of interesting and then he told me about it and I was like yeah let's let's do that <laughs> nice. um, yeah, so yeah. so yeah he reported the story and i, I edited it and gotcha. that's good um other times it's like we just read about it we, we you know we see a story or you know we see a story and we we want to go after mm-hmm. that specific topic or that specific story or um other times it's just like we were thinking about something a lot and then all of a sudden an idea pops into our head and we just kind of do research and explore and kind of narrow down is there any other episodes that you think of the last episode that i did for our previous season when we were still independent i did an episode about product placement in songs Mm -hmm. um which is pretty rampant Mm -hmm. companies just pay people to put this stuff in songs so is there, when the when they're singing, they don't randomly say Coca Cola or something. Well, some it. some do. Yeah, <laughs> some do. Yeah. So I mean, the the example that I lead with is uh, there's a country sh- song um, by Jason Aldean called "Take a Little Ride." I'm just ready to ride this Chevy, ride this Chevy <laughs> down the little back road. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's actually not the product placement. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Like they wrote Chevy. Okay. Product placement is actually swing by the quick stop, grab a grab a couple Rocky tops, and lean on out my way. Okay. So the original wow. line was grab a like grab a little Shiner Bach. Shiner Bach is a beer down uh-huh. there. But after they had written and recorded the original version of the song, Jason L. Dean signed a deal with Coors Light or with Coors. And so like the right the songwriters were like, we should probably change this. And so they Mm -hmm. so they did. So they had to re-record the song and Uh record the line. So there's I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that happens. Like one of one of Chris Brown's big hits started off as a jingle for Wrigley's. 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> look at him now. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. let's not get into Chris Brown. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing. You know, I, I think we see these futuristic movies where they kind of make satire <laughs> about how everything is a commercial. Yeah. We're getting there. But like. we're like, yeah, we're like there, yeah, yeah, definitely. Everything's one big promotion or commercial. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. And I think, too, I mean, I'm sure your story probably um, touches upon it. it like, you know, uh, subliminally, we're still getting that message, whether we're, we're actively trying not to to buy in, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, Coors Light really sounds good. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't I know why, in. but it just sounds so delicious right now. I could go for a couple Rocky Tops. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. You're starting a new podcast. I wonder yeah. if you could say a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah I'm really excited about this. Um, it uh, It's called The Decision, mm-hmm. or at least I think it's going to be called The Decision. Mm-hmm. I haven't 100% focused mm-hmm. on the name yet. Uh, but um, I'm a huge, huge Knicks fan, mm-hmm. um, for better or worse, but <laughs> mostly, almost completely for worse. At least um, you're loyal. Uh, well, <laughs> that's, I think that's my problem. Uh-huh. So okay. it's funny you say that because yeah. the conceit of the show is that mm-hmm. I'm talking to different fans uh, of different NBA teams. Uh, in each episode, they're going to try to convince me to become a fan of their team. So I'm going from the worst team to the best team to people who uh, want me to consider watching the WNBA instead mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know just 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 stop watching basketball and just focus <laughs> on the rest of my life and, do something else. <laughs> um, and so we'll we'll see and so like I'm act- and I'm actually serious about this like if someone can convince me truly to like ditch my Knicks fandom which mm-hmm. is like just the bane of my existence but for some reason I can't I can't you know I can't quit it like right, I'm addicted right. to the Knicks in like the worst way <laughs> oh, yeah. um, you know if someone can convince me to to drop the Knicks like I would you know it'd be great I'm, I'm gonna do it like and I'll, I'll be a fan of theirs you know well so, I'll be very interested to find out I what the result know, of this is. Yeah, yeah I'm interested in, um, in what happens definitely yeah me too and so I, I will say so you know I the advice that I gave about just telling people that you're gonna start something and yeah. then doing mm-hmm. it for, mm-hmm. like I did it with this show mm-hmm. um, I had been thinking about it for a really long time and then finally I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it and then I just posted on Facebook that I was looking for for you know podcast mm-hmm. hosts who could do that and that made it real and then all of a sudden, like people are emailing me and talking to me. Then I'm reaching out to people who are potentially coming on the show. And then mm-hmm. once that once that's happening, like I can't record a podcast interview and then not release it. Yeah. Right, right. So I I kind of it's like it's like I'm like tricking my future self into <laughs> into like, being, like, getting, like having a deadline and like actually doing something, it. or else like people are gonna get mad at you. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So yeah, You're waiting. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to do it really quickly. Actually, it's like a three week turnaround time or something like wow. that, which is totally insane. I don't know. I, I, this might be the dumbest idea I've ever I've ever had, <laughs> or do maybe it. the best. Do it. And maybe the best. Yeah. You yeah. might have started a new system for yourself. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I wish we could implement something like that with like house chores. Oh, I don't know what we, how that would work. Like attention, Facebook. By next I'm looking, Monday, I'm looking for people to clean my house. <laughs> or yeah, just 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 off outsource yeah. it. Yeah. In your spare time, are you still listening to podcasts for fun? Hmm. And if so, what what do you enjoy for entertainment? What podcasts are you listening to for entertainment? Shows like The Daily from the New York Times, like a news show, which mm-hmm. is amazing. I mm-hmm. love that show. I listen to it every morning. Um, I listen to like Fresh Air, so more of a show, like a two-way interview, sh- you know, show kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I listen to um, uh, to Brooklyn USA from Brick. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, nice. I haven't checked that one out yet, yeah. but um, it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I go through like phases where I'm all about the podcast, and I've been a little bit on a hiatus. Well, you, um, you're a big fan of. Uh, I like uh, another round. Another round with another Kevin round and Tracy. Is, another round is great. I'm yeah. actually, uh, I'm actually, humble, humble brag. I'm actually meeting up with Tracy for a drink later tonight. Nice. Ooh. Oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're gonna be like, I just saw that girl. What is she doing? <laughs> yeah, right, right. But um, huge fan of them. Definitely, they're they're doing. Good stuff, and Tracy and Heaven don't know it, but they're my best friends. I always say they're my best friends, but they don't know who I am. <laughs> I think they probably know. It. <laughs> they know it wherever they know. wherever they are. Wherever they, they are, they know. So, um, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. If people want to get in touch with you, how could they do that? I'd probably say tweet at me. I'm mm-hmm. at Alex Kappelman, mm-hmm. A-L-E-X-K-A-P, as in Paul, E-L-M-A-N. Mm-hmm. Um, my DMs are open, so feel free to slide into them. Uh, for consulting stuff, you can go to vocalcreative.com. Mm-hmm. Vocal is the name of my consulting business. Nice. Uh, nice. So right. we encourage yeah. folks to look you up and um, stay tuned yeah. for the new show. I know we'll be... Um, looking forward to that to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. Big suspense. I know. <laughs> what team is it going to be? Right, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you thank so much. You. This was fun. Mm-hmm. All right, that was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a really good interview. Yeah. So since we did the interview with him, um, he's actually completed the decision, the podcast. Mm-hmm. He has 35 episodes of the <laughs> show. You can check it out on iTunes. And there's a season finale, too, where he makes this decision. What is his new sports team? Yeah, so you have to tune in to find out if he stays loyal or if he changes <laughs> which team he'll be rooting for. That's so right. So check it Thank out. You. What stood out to you about this interview? I think what really kind of stuck with me was Alex's advice to just get started. Mm-hmm. If you have an idea, sometimes the biggest hurdle is just getting started with the project Mm -hmm. and i really appreciated and admired how he really doesn't let fear get in his way of trying um, trying new things i think alex is a role model for us all um, in terms of you know really pursuing your dream he was this is a guy who was kind of on target to become a lawyer Mm -hmm. and he dropped out and he really liked podcasting and music so he Decided to pursue that and he made it a, a reality. That's right. So never be too fearful to follow your dream. Subscribe to our podcast, The Pena Show, on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And never miss an episode. Pena.